0: Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, this show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. So today we are doing another set review. We are doing Core Set 2021 and at the same time of recording this, all the Jumpstart previews are coming out too and it's some insanity reprints and even new cards coming out but today or these set of episodes are all going to be about corset 2021 my thoughts on them from a limited and casual constructed perspective and if you want something If you want a set review that teaches you, like, you know, hey, what cards to pick and not pick, then you've come to the wrong place. These are just sort of a casual normie's thoughts on each and every single card, of course, at 2021. And we're starting off with all the white cards. So if you're new to these kind of set reviews, I do each color um, going from white, then blue, black, red, green, then multicolored. And then sometimes I'll do Artifacts and Lands on their own episode. But for this set, since there's not a lot of multicolored cards, we're going to do multicolored Artifacts and Lands on its own episode. So there'll only be six episodes of this instead of the usual seven. So before I begin, uh, let me get some announcements out of the way. Uh, if you want to help support the show, you can support the show at Magic with Zuby, uh, or patreon.com slash You can find me on Twitter at Magic You can find me on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore Zuby. And you can email me with any questions you may have at MTGZubi at gmail.com and i'm probably the worst like patreon person creator thingy ever because um we've had a new patron and i've always said like if you sign up you know give you a shout out for being patron sub subscriber um baltan who's shown up on you know who's been a frequent uh chatter with uh magic for normies and also has shown up on my edh streams as well too he's Decided to become a patron of the show, and thank you so much for that. i um, really terribly sorry that it took me this long to give you a shout-out, because I'm a horrible person. I forget everything. And I can't remember if I even said the other person who became a patron, too. Uh, JJ, MTG Strategist, is a patron as well of the show, So if you want to become a patron of the show, uh, go ahead and check out the Patreon. Uh, And, you know, for as little as $1 a month, you can help support this show and get a shout out and, you know, become a member of my Discord and find out what I'm working on. Because there's a lot of stuff that I try to do behind the scenes in terms of, you know, guests that I'm trying to book, uh, RPG companion episodes I'm working on, some stream ideas that I'm trying to do, and so much more. And yeah, so, uh, and then I also have two quick ads to get out of the way, and then we're going to talk about each and every single white card that is in M21. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any Magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping? Wow, free shipping at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! And that is how you beat the latest standard meta with Abzan. Ugh, it feels like there's no magic content out there for someone like me. Someone who doesn't want to be competitive. Someone who is... Who is... Anormie? Yeah, exactly! Anormie! Well, have I got the show for you. The all-new Magic for Normies show. Hi, I'm Pixie. And I'm Zuby together we host the all-new Magic for Normies. It is the Magic the Gathering show for all your normie needs. We don't care what deck got into the top eight or what deck is winning. We care about having fun playing magic. That's right, Pixie. You can watch us on Pixie's Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash PixieKittenPlays and catch the VOD on our YouTube channel, Pixie Kitten Blaze. If audio is your thing, you can find episodes on the Magic with Zubi RSS feed. To-do-to-do-to. Magic for normies. Alright, so here we go. We are doing this a little bit different. I know on my last set review, I didn't do any video, and I know... With previous set reviews, I tried to do video and the editing was just way too long. So I figured, you know, I'm trying to slowly do the YouTube game here again. And while YouTube isn't, like, my number one priority, it's... I hear from a few listeners and some people that they like podcasts, video podcasts. So I'm trying to appease those people and with this to try to balance it out so i'm not spending hours upon hours editing you know every single card here so i'm kind of doing it this way i'm kind of cheating a little bit but you know this it's easier for me and way less editing for me to do so starting off with all the white cards we've got I gotta say, M twenty one. These cards are ridiculously cute. The um, first off is Alpine Watchdog for one and a white. It's a dog creature. It's a two two with vigilance, and that that's it. It's a two two for two with vigilance, and it's the cutest dog. And I'm waiting for him to rescue me. I, I mean, as far as playability, a two two for two with vigilance is really good and limited. And as far as is cutability, it's probably the best white card i've seen so far in this set and it's we're on the first one only so uh next one we've got angelic ascension for one and a white it's an instant exile target creature planeswalker its controller creates a four four white angel creature token with flying so you exile target creature planeswalker and then that controller's creature creates a four four white flying angel token i mean I, there are some times where you need to get rid of that pesky Planeswalker, like Teferi in this set. And, you know, you've got to sort of weigh the pros and cons here. You're going to give them a 4-4 four, four Angel token. But, hey, sometimes maybe you want to exile your own creature and get a 4-4 four, four White Angel. Maybe you have a puny 1-1, one, one, you know, token or something. And, boom, now it's an Angel. I mean, it, it's it's good i i I love the fact that it targets planeswalkers as well too there's just a little bit of a drawback but it could also be pretty decent for yourself too like what if your planeswalker is about to die anyway and boom you cast this and it's like oh my gosh now my teferi planeswalker is now a 4-4 angel uh angel or teferi got his wings um Oh, another thing I'm going to stress that I forgot to mention before is... I've barely looked at the cards for M21, so some of these I'm seeing for the first time here. So, these are going to be some of my first reactions. So, there's that as well, too. So, next up, we've got Anointed Chorister. Yeah, Chorister, I guess. A one-white human cleric creature. It's a one one with lifelink. You pay four and a one, four and a white. Uh, Anointed Chorister gets plus three, plus three until end of turn. So, for five mana you pump this up to a 4-4 with Lifeling. I mean for a common in draft or sealed it's decent you know it, it could become good later on but I mean I, I'd be looking for something more something more to do for sure uh, next up we've got avon gaggle master okay I, I like the name of that oh it's a it's a it's a goose or a geese or a duck it's gaggle of geese right? Uh, three double white. It's a bird warrior. It's a four three with flying. When this enters the battlefield, you gain two life for each creature you control with flying. Um, a four three for five with that's a flyer is not too bad in limited, and gaining two life. I mean, sometimes that can be important in limited, right? Because especially if you're going up against aggro decks, and just from kind of briefly what I've seen, there does seem to be a pretty decent aggro package in limited here, but I mean, it's not bad. You know, maybe early to mid-pick. And I love the art on this, so... Okay, okay, so the the goose soldier person thing is the actual... Like, if you're not watching the video or anything, they look like an actual, like, flying warrior and all that. But in the background are all the geese. And, of course, my cat has to meow in the background of this because she won't be quiet during this. But anyways, I'm going to keep going here. And then, um cat seriously anyways so next up we've got Baneslayer Angel for three double white it's an angel it's a five five Baneslayer Angel is a reprint we have not seen this since well like m11 or something or m12 I can't remember exactly when it's been a long time since we've seen this card it it is a five five for five it is a mythic flying first strike lifelink protection from demons and from dragons Pack one, pick one, heck yes. Yeah. Flying first strike is awesome alone. And then lifelink protection from demons and from dragons when we we know both are in the M21 set. And then plus this being a great reprint too. Great EDH card. It's great. Even a great cube card as well too. I'm glad to see this back. And I wonder if it's going to make any kind of waves in standard. I mean... I, I play, like, a historic Naya Angels deck, and, you know, it kind of... St- I, I, I do like it. I mean, it's not the best deck or anything, but it's a pretty decent mid-range deck. I mean, I would definitely put this card in that deck. Somehow, I'd figure out a way. Next up, we've got the new Planeswalker, Basri Ket, One double white uh, Planeswalker starts off with three loyalty. Uh, it looks like they're from Amon Ket too. Uh, I Yeah, I think this is a brand new character. They were not mentioned at all in the previous Amonkhet story, if I remember correctly. So their plus one is put a 1-1 counter on up to one target creature gains indestructible end of turn. Okay, not bad. Neg 2 whenever one or more non-token creatures attack this turn, create that many 1-1 white soldier creature tokens that are tapped and attacking. Ooh... So whenever one or more non-token creatures are attacking. So if you're going white weenies already and they're all non-tokens, boom, just poop out more tokens. I like that a lot. And then they're NAG6, you get an emblem with, at the beginning of combat on your turn, create a 1-1 white soldier creature token to put a 1-1 counter on each creature you control. Okay, that's not bad either. Um, For a three-mana Planeswalker, this feels appropriately powered. This does not feel, like, super strong. Because, yeah, the Nake 2 can be pretty strong. But on turn 2, let's say you're going, you know, turn 1, play 1 drop. Turn 2, play 2 drop. Pl- turn 3, play this. And then nake 2. At most, you're going to get 2 1-1 one one soldiers if you're playing on curve like that. Which is still really good, but it doesn't feel, like, super oppressive as well either. So, it, th- this to me doesn't seem... It seems appropriately costed. Doesn't seem super strong. Pack one, pick one. Heck yes, for sure. Definitely going in like an EDH deck, like a like a token EDH deck, of course. And um, I, I I like it. And I hope I, I like the look of this guy. He kind of looks like Killmonger from Black Panther. And all that, and I kind of hope we learn more about him. Hopefully, maybe he becomes the new face of the White Plains Walker instead of Gideon. You know, rip Gideon. Press F for Gideon. Um, but yeah, so not not a bad card. And I know I feel like I'm going a little bit slower here, but you know what? It's what it is. I, I'm a lot of these cards I'm kind of seeing for the first time here. So next up is Basri's Acolyte. For two double white, it's a cat cleric. It's a 2-3 with lifelink. When this enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 one, one counter on each of up to two ta- other target creatures you control. So in something like limited, this would be almost an early to mid pick if I know I'm going heavy white. Because those 1-1 one, one counters are just going to be super useful. And just being able to pump up my creatures, That's I like that a lot. Next up, we've got Basri's Lieutenant. For three and a white, it's a human knight, 3-4. It has vigilance, good. Protection for multicolored, even better. When Basri's Lieutenant enters the battlefield, put a 1-1 counter on target creature you control. Whenever Basri's Lieutenant or another creature you control dies, if it had a 1-1 counter on it, create a 2-2 white knight creature token with Vigilance. So already we're seeing a sort of counter theme here with white, you know, just this early in. uh, And... Playing something like this, I, I would pack one, pick one this for sure. The protection of a multicolored, from what I've just briefly seen in the set, there's not too many multicolored cards. Maybe this could be useful in standard where there are a lot more multicolored cards. But right now, I mean, core sets have always been known to be more monocolored to begin with. So, But I like this card. I'd pack one, pick one for this, and I'd try to go with that white weenie theme. Like just build up a lot of small creatures, get some counters on there, boom, there you go. Next up, we've got Basri's Solidarity for one and a white. It's a sorcery. Put a one-one counter on each creature you control. Not bad, not bad. I mean, it, it's I, I know I was talking before like counters are really good, but I kind of like when these kind of effects are on creatures. You know, you get that effect on a stick where Basri's Acolyte sor- does something similar, but it's not each, it's not every creature. But you know, this this could be a mid to late pick. Next up, we've got Celestial Enforcer for 2 and a white. It's a human cleric creature. It's a 2-3. You can pay 1 and a white and tap tap this to tap target creature. Activate this ability only if you control a creature of flying, so that's always handy to have in Limited where you need to tap the pesky creature, but downside is you need a creature of flying, and hopefully that's not going to be too hard for you to have should you build your sealed or draft draft deck. Next up, we've got Concordia Pegasus for one and a white. It's a Pegasus one three flying, so a flying for one three. It could be a good booty to block with, or you know, maybe just decent creature to start pinging your opponent down one by one. Next up is a reprint that I'm super surprised to see because the first printing of this card was from Commander 2014, and that's Containment Priest. For one and a white, it's a human cleric, a 2-2 with flash. If a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead. This would have been so useful to have during the Collected Company days. This would have been really useful to have... uh, Maybe even last core set. But now with Winota and Garuda and all that have been kind of nerfed a little bit here. And Winota wasn't banned in Standard, were they? I can't remember now. I know they were like banned in, uh, um, what do you call it, Historic. Or suspended in Historic at the time of this recording. But, I mean, even with when Garuda was running rampant like crazy, this would have been really handy to have. It's still a really good card too. As well, because there's still plenty of ways to um, get stuff for free. Like Reanimator is pretty popular and historic right now. And, you know, st- st- kind of effects like that. So, it's not bad. It's not bad. And I'm I'm, I'm glad to see this reprinted because this is so useful in EDH as well. Next up, we've got Daybreak Charger. For one and a white, it's a unicorn. It's a 3-1. When this enters the battlefield, target creature gets plus 2, plus 0 until end of turn. Not bad. I mean, good way to pump up one of your creatures and do some more damage. Not bad. Next up, we've got Defiant Strike. It's a one white instant. This is a reprint. Target creature gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Draw a card. I'm always a fan of this kind of card because drawing cards is what I like to do. And white always needs help drawing cards. Next up, we've got Dub dubstep uh two and a white it's an enchantment aura enchant creature enchanted creature gets plus two plus two has first strike and is a knight in addition to its other types rise knight of new benalia i think this was first printed in dominaria so i'm kind of glad to see this back and i really like the art of this it it's very reminiscent of like dominaria and all that so not not a bad aura i mean definitely kind of like mid to late pick Uh, Next up, we've got Faith's Fetters. For three and a white, it's an enchantment aura. Enchant permanent. Ooh, so permanent. When Faith's Fetters enters the battlefield, you gain four life. Enchant permanent can't attack or block, and its activated abilities can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. So, I like this a lot because not just... I mean, not only is it like a pacifism for creatures, right? Um you can also maybe there's that really pesky land like maze of ith or something boom you enchant that permanent and now they can not activate that ability now boom there you go like it uh with these kind of effects especially if you're heavy and white these are always kind of like early to mid picks next up we've got falconer adept three and a white it is a human soldier two three whenever this attacks create a one one white bird creature token with flying that's tapped and attacking Ooh, I like that a lot. So, a creature that's going to constantly keep producing a 1-1 white bird creature token. I'll, yeah, th- that would kind of be an early pick for me if I know I'm trying to go the white weenie route in limited... Alright, next up we've got Feet of Resistance for 1 and a white. It's an instant. Put a 1-1 one, one counter on target creature you control. It gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. So this is always a really handy card. Glad to see this reprinted again. It's always kind of handy card to you know play as a combat trick in case you know your creature that you don't want to die gets block, blocked by a, another creature, like a red, green, blue, black creature, something like that. And super handy to have. Especially up your sleeve and limited. Next up, we've got Gale Swooper for three and a white. It is a Griffin 3 2 with flying. When Gale Swooper enters the battlefield, target creature gains flying until end of turn. So, this is pretty decent. A four mana 3 2 with flying. I mean, not the best power and toughness, but the fact that you can give another creature flying to possibly go over, you know, your enemy's battlefield to attack them in the face, pretty good. I like that. I like that for like an aggro kind of mid-range white deck you got going there. Oh, excuse me. Uh, next up, we've got Glorious Anthem for one double white. It's an enchantment. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. That's always super handy to have, especially if you're going white weenie and you just really want to pump up your creatures. It's These kind of effects are always handy to have. Now, in something like Limited, would this be a pack one, pick one? I don't think so, to be honest, because I'd want to look for something that's either removal or for a better creature. Now, it's it's super easy to see something like this and think, okay, yeah, I'm going to get it and it's going to pump up my creatures. But sometimes something like this would not always be a best pack one pick one because you want to look for the removal or the better creature as well. But, in I mean, something like EDH or even Standard or Historic, these kind of cards are always great to have. Next up, we've got Griffin Airy or Eerie. Uh, one and a white enchantment at the beginning of your end step. If you gain three or more life this turn, create a 2-2 two, two white Griffin creature token flying. So if you've got ways to easily gain life from white, which hopefully isn't too hard, from what I'm saying. I mean, there's not I haven't seen too much life link. I mean, I've seen some life link. Like, I mean, Basri's Acolyte has some lifelink and you know, Baneslayer, Angel, but I'm just trying to think more common cards. I mean, Anointed Chorister. So, I mean, there's a decent amount of lifelink. So, I mean, maybe this could be useful, but I would honestly look at something else for limited or sealed. I mean, if you've got ways to, you know, constantly gain life each turn, yeah, that's good. Next up, we've got Idol of Endurance. For two and a white, it's an artifact. When this enters the battlefield, exile all creature cards with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard until this leaves the battlefield. You pay one and a white and tap this until end of turn, you may cast a creature spell from among the cards exiled with Idol of Endurance without paying its mana cost. Ooh. Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh. I'd almost want to pack one, pick one this, and just try to build around it for funsies. This, uh, I kind of like this a lot, so... Even when all your creatures die, like just talking about limited here or sealed, all your creatures die, boom, you just bring them back. I like it. I mean, you can only bring one back at a time, but yeah, you may cast a creature spell from among the cards exiled this way without paying its mana cost. So you can't bring them all back, just only one at a time, but hey, I kind of, I like that a lot. Uh, Next up, we've got Legion's Judgment for two and a white's a sorcery, destroy target creature power four or greater always decent removal it's kind of basic removal we see with white uh next up we've got light of promise for tuna whites and enchantment aura enchant creature enchanted creature has whenever you gain life put that many one one counters on this creature so you would need to make sure you're either gaining life or have lifelink so once again if, there, if you've got ways to get lifelink this is pretty decent to have otherwise look for something else Next up, ooh, a reprint from, was it Guilds of Ravnica? A makeshift battalion, two and a white to human soldier. Whenever this and at least two other creatures attack, put a 1-1 counter on makeshift battalion. So, three mana, 3-2, three and getting more counters, that's not bad at all. I mean, pretty good common. I-, I like it a lot, especially if you're going the aggro, you know, white weenie route. That's pretty good. Uh, Next up, we've got Mangara the Diplomat. So, we see another Mangara card. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, when I did my Battle Bond card preview... Oh, whoops, I hit the mic. um, I spoiled uh, the Mangara card for it. Um, Why can't I remember the name of the card? It was the Mangara card, uh, the one that you exile Mangara and you can exile a target permanent. So, for three and a white, it's a 2-4 Human Cleric, legendary Human Cleric. It has lifelink. Whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those creatures are attacking you and or planeswalkers you control, draw a card. Whenever opponent casts their second spell each turn, draw a card. Whoo, dang! So whenever an opponent attacks with creatures, if two or more of those, you get to draw a card. Then whenever an opponent casts their sixth spell, which is highly likely, you're gonna draw a card. Yeah, pack one, pick one. This and hell yes. This is gonna be played a lot in EDH. Um, shoot, this is almost kind of making me wanna. I don't have a mono white EDH deck yet, and this is kind of making me wanna build mono white EDH with this card because he is. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. I like it. Okay, okay. This next card art. This is this is simply f- amazing. It's um. I love it a lot. It's nine lives, one double white. And it's an enchantment, and it has nine cats on here and they're the most cutest cats in the entire world uh and yeah i i know all the cats here are like other um actual magic card art and all that stuff but this is the most amazing art I, i think the only other kitty art that comes close to me loving this would be a harmless offering Um, But this is an enchantment, has hexproof. If a source would deal damage to you, prevent that damage and put an incarceration counter on nine lives. When there are nine or more incarceration counters on nine lives, exile it. When nine lives leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. So, cool. It prevents all damage to you nine times. Um, So, I like it. I mean, in... Oh, okay, okay. Besides the art being freaking amazing, would this be playable in Limited... I mean, I don't think there's any kind of, at least I haven't seen any kind of massive board wipes that exile all enchantments. If there aren't in limited or sealed, then yes, this would be decent to have. Um, But, you know, of course the drawback is you want to be able to win before they have a chance of hitting you with nine different sources and all that. So... I would be very wary about playing this unless I was, like, absolutely sure I I could play this and then win, you know? So, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, not a big fan of it in terms of, like, when I think about limited, like, draft or sealed. But in something like EDH where you can play Solemnity or Solemnity or, you know, something that prevents all counters going on it, you know, hey, More power to you, but in something like EDH with how easy it is to exile all permanents on the field or destroy all permanents on the field, I would be very hesitant about playing this at all in EDH. Next up, we've got another cute doggy card is Pack Leader. For one and a white, it's a dog creature. It's a 2-2 for two. Other dogs you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever Pack Leader attacks prevent all combat damage, that would be dealt this turn to dogs you control. Pack one, pick one? Yes! Only because the art is amazing. Look at all the other, like, doggy army people in the back, and he's the Pack Leader? Yes. And then plus, with it being a doggy general, like, pumping up your doggies? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Next up is... Oh, my God. This is this is an amazing piece of art. I, I love this. Rambunctious Mutt. For three double white, it's a dog creature. It's a 3-4. When it enters battlefield, destroy target artifact or enchantment and opponent controls. I mean, a 3-4 for five, and you get to destroy artifact or enchantment. I love this. I love the flavor of this because, you know, what, what do dogs like to do? They like to destroy stuff. Or chew up your controllers. Or, you know, chew up your books. And... Your magic cards. That's why we don't have a dog. Um, and yeah, I, I love this. I absolutely love this art so much. It So so think of it as a like limited card. This is a pretty decent limited card too because of the destroy effects. A 3-4 for 5 is not the greatest, but the destroy effect is definitely handy to have. Next up is a reprint of Revitalize. Uh, One in a white, it's an instant, you gain three life and draw a card. So I never really looked at the art of this card, and I mean, I've seen the, I've looked at the person in the card, but I never really looked at the background. They've got a freaking shower of arrows coming at them, and they're having to drink a potion, and they might die anyway. But, dang, I I, kind of like this art more. I've never really paid too much attention to it. I mean, this is always a handy card to have. You know, you get to gain some life and draw a card. Gain some life, draw a card. This even sees a lot of standard and historic play. Next up, we've got a surprising reprint. I'm very surprised to see this reprinted. Um, And this was going up in price for a while. This has not been printed since, oh, God, an early corset? Was it like 10th edition or M10? I can't remember, to be honest. Uh, we've got Ruined Halo. For double white, it's an enchantment. When this enters the battlefield, choose a card name. You have protection from the chosen card name. Now, in something like Limited, how useful is this going to be really? Because unless there's like a really pesky creature for you to deal with, this isn't going to be that useful for you, in a sense. I mean, it, 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 I'm not saying it, it's not useful at all. It's just how... How useful is it going to be compared to getting some spot removal or a board wipe or a really powerful creature? But in terms of standard or, I mean, even EDH, this is handy to have. But in terms of something like standard or historic, yeah, this is pretty useful. I like it. I, I love seeing this be reprinted. And I even love it in cube as well, too. <clears throat> Next up, we've got Sanctum of Tranquil Light. For one white, it's a legendary enchantment shrine, so we're seeing shrines again. Okay. You can pay five and a white, tap target creature. This ability costs one less to activate for each shrine you control. So, I'm assuming we're seeing another set of shrines similar to Kamigawa. Maybe that's why they brought the shrines back in Historic Anthology on Magic Arena. I'm pretty sure that's that's probably why. So, as far as this being useful and limited... I mean, okay, so pay five and a white. This ability costs one less to activate for each shrine you control. So so is it so no matter what, is this always gonna cost um five mana then instead of six mana? If I'm if I'm understanding that right? Because it costs five and a white there, but this ability costs one less to activate for each shrine you control. You control this shrine, it's not saying each other shrine. So, is that maybe just a mistake, or is it always going to cost 5 instead of 6? I'm kind of curious out there. Let me know what you think, if I'm completely wrong on that. Next up, we've got Seasoned Hallowblade for 1 and a white to a human a warrior creature. Discard a card. You can tap Seasoned Hallowblade. It gains Indestructible until end of turn. It's a 3-1 for 2, which, it's not. A, that's not bad, but you can discard a card to tap this. It gains Indestructible. I mean, okay, I mean, it'd be cool if you just discarded a card and didn't have to tap Seasoned Hallow, but like, I mean, this, this wouldn't, it's so, it's not bad because you could swing an attack and they could block, maybe you could kill that creature and you discard a card, boom, give this Indestructible and it's already tapped, right? So that's not bad, but, I mean, eh, it's okay, it's okay. Next up, we've got Secure the Scene. It's four and a white. It's a sorcery. Exile target non lam permanent. It's controller gets one one white soldier creature token. So you exile target non lam permanent. It's... Yeah. Yeah, this is some pretty dang good spot removal. A one one white soldier creature token for a really pesky permanent. Yeah. Heck, this would be an early pick for me. For sure. Uh, Next up, we've got probably one of the best arts of the entire set. And I keep saying that because these cat and dog arts are... Freaking amazing. Uh, selfless savior for one wipe. It is a dog creature. It's a one-one. You can sack this, and another chart creature you control gains indestructible end of turn. But the thing is, I would never want to sack this because look how cute it is. Why would you ever do something like that? That is Disgusting. Why can't this card say sacrifice another human to give this indestructible? Because look, look at this. How 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 could you ever want to sacrifice this? This is yeah. I I love this card. I love this. I want this doggy as my pet and in the armor and everything. Next up, we've got Siege Striker for two and a white to human soldier creature. It's a one one double strike. Whenever this attacks, you may tap any number of untapped creatures you control. Siege Striker gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature tapped this way. So it's a double strike, and then you say you've got a bunch of tokens out, you tap all those, you pump it up to like 5-5 or something, boom, deals 10 damage. I kind of like this card. Surprise, this card, you know, back in the day, this card would have been a rare. It's, as I've said before in other episodes and even my other set review, just the power that we're seeing with commons and uncommons is just insane. This could have definitely have passed for a rare back in the day. And yeah, I, I kind of like this card a lot. Um, yeah, it, it could be an early to mid pick for me. Next up, we've got Speaker of the Heavens. For one white, it's a human cleric creature. It's a 1-1 with vigilance and lifelink. You can tap this to create a 4-4 white angel creature token flying. Activate this ability only if you have at least 7 life more than your starting life token. Only any time you could cast a sorcery. Huh. I mean, how often is that going to happen in something like Limited? I feel like that's not going to happen very often unless you've got some really good life gain. Maybe I'm completely wrong with that? Um... I mean, off the bat, this would not be a pack one pick one for me. Not unless I knew for sure I could easily gain, like, more life. Yeah. I mean, I could see this being useful, definitely useful in EDH. Especially, like, because there's so many ways to gain life in EDH, right? So, this is kind of useful. Otherwise, I'm kind of like, it's okay. Uh, Next up, we've got Staunch Shieldmate for one white. Oh, 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 yeah, and Historic with that stupid Soul Sister deck. Yeah, this would be useful as well. God, I hate that mono-white deck. I hate it so much. Um, Staunch Shieldmate for one white. It's a dwarf soldier creature. It's a 1-3, and that's about it. Um, A 1-3 for one, it's not bad, you know, to start off with. Next up, we've got Swift Response. It's one and a white. It's an instant destroy target tap creature. As an instant, heck yes. Some pretty good spot removal. So useful to have. Yes, early pick. Next up, we've got Tempered Veteran for one and a white. It's a human knight creature. It's a 1-2. You can pay one to tap this. Put a 1-1 counter on target creature with a 1-1 counter on it. You can pay four in double white. Put a 1-1 counter on target creature. So... I mean, with with ways with it being pretty easy to get one-one counters anyway. You know, at you know your best, you're gonna pay one white mana to put a one-one counter on something, and boom. Uh, yeah, I mean, early early to mid pick if I if I know I'm gonna go heavy white here. Next up, we've got Valorous Steed for four and a white. It's a unicorn creature. It's a three-three with vigilance, and when this enters the battlefield, create a two-two. White knight creature token with vigilance. So a 3 3 for 5 that poops out a 2 2 with vigilance. They both have vigilance. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty strong for a common. I I, yeah, I, I like it. I like an early to mid pick. Uh, next up, we've got Vryn Wingmare. Two and a white. It's a reprint. This is a Pegasus. It's a 2 1 with flying. Non creature spells cost one more to cast. So basically Thalia, but without the first strike and costs a little bit more. So non-creature spells cost one more to cast. I mean, pretty decent. It's okay. I mean, especially if, especially if you're heavy into creatures and your opponent may not be. Pretty decent. You know, it could be early to mid-pick. And last, but certainly not least, for the white cards, we've got Warded Battlements for two and a white. It's a defender wall. It's a 0-3. Attacking creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0. Oh. Decent. It's decent. I like it. It's good. It has a good butt. You can, you know, block with it pretty decently early on and, you know, pump up your attacking creatures. So, I mean, not an early pick or anything, but more like mid to late pick for sure. So there you have it. Those are all the white cards of M21 Corset 2021. And I hope you enjoyed it. So, we will go on to the next episode, which will be all the blue cards of M21. And let me know your thoughts. Did I do well? Did I do bad? Did you like some of my thoughts on them? I'm I'm trying to go a little bit more casual now instead of just purely focusing on limited like I have before. I kind of enjoy doing this more, in a sense, because I got to talk more casually about them and talk about the arts of them. And I I enjoy doing... I love doing the set reviews and... I get it. I understand. These are, I'm not very competitive with it. You know, if you want the competitive edge and for pre release and sealed and all that, there's other people that do that. You know, if you want to hear more fun takes on the cards, hey, I'm your person. Right. So thank you all for listening. Hope you all enjoyed it and have a good night.